Welcome to Discover Healthier. Everything you need to know about health brought to you by Discovery Health. I'm Azania Musaka. You can join the conversation as we explore some of the most pressing matters in the healthcare environment today. A wide variety of topics and specialist guests will empower you to care for your health now and in the future. Pregnant women glow, right? Pregnancy is portrayed as a time of feeling fantastic, and many women do, but for many more moms, pre- and postnatal depression and other mood disorders make the process of growing and having a baby a very challenging time. Why are so many women ill-prepared to face the complex emotions that can present during pregnancy and in the months after giving birth? The truth is that a mother's mental and physical health are inextricably linked to her baby's health. Specialist psychiatrist Dr. Bavi Vaithalingam spoke to me via Skype from her Cape Town offices, and she shared key insights about keeping mom and baby healthy on every level. I'm now talking to Dr. Bavi Vaithalingam. Thank you so much for joining us on this conversation. It's a pleasure. So you are the chair of the Postnatal Depression Society of South Africa. And normally, you know, we think of pregnancy as a joyful time. You're meant to glow, you know, expectant of this new life, just overall joyful. But we now know that women actually experience quite a range of complex emotions and mental states throughout their pregnancy. Tell me more about that. You know, I'm I'm glad you're bringing this topic up because it really is a myth that pregnancy is this time where you feel fantastic the entire pregnancy. For most women, it's actually normal to have your moods fluctuate, to feel good one day, down the next, tearful one moment, happy thereafter. But there's a distinct group of women who actually have quite serious mood and anxiety problems during pregnancy and in the postnatal period. And it's quite important that we recognize these women and that women understand that this can happen to them so that they can go and get help for what else then. Mm, so it actually has to be built into and added to the prenatal education, you know, because we, we study, we read these books, we prepare ourselves for parenthood. And so often this is one area that doesn't get into being part of the conversation. Absolutely. You know, I mean, we prepare for everything from breastfeeding to starting solids to how to make the baby sleep. But we don't prepare for how pregnancy and being a mom is going to affect us. And we don't prepare for what changes it may bring to us. Mm. So we used to talk about postnatal depression and prenatal depression, but these may be the better known terms, but mood disorders during pregnancy, as you've said, are more common in certain groups of women and more common than experts actually thought. So what's this new phrase that we are hearing, perinatal depression? Yes, that's exactly right. So we like to talk about perinatal depression, which is depression during both pregnancy and the postnatal period. And that's because in terms of mental health, these two periods are not distinct separate periods. They are one overlapping period, both in terms of the biology with hormones, but also socially and emotionally. And also because we know that mood and anxiety disorders that start during pregnancy often go on into the postnatal period. And in fact, probably one of the biggest risk factors for postnatal depression. I didn't know that. So it does require that there's someone care or, or observe and make sure that we're paying close attention to the mood disorders, the anxiety and depression that may arise during pregnancy. 
What are the symptoms? What should we be looking out for? Well, I think the first thing to emphasize is that it can vary from woman to woman. So if you are worried about yourself, if you are feeling overwhelmed, if you're not coping, it's better mm. to get help and be told this is a normal variant of pregnancy than to sit and to suffer in silence and actually have quite a serious problem. Mm. And often women who have perinatal depression will talk about feeling tearful, wanting to cry, feeling overwhelmed, at times feeling irritable or angry for no reason. Lots of women talk about low mood. Anxiety is very common, Mm. difficulty in sleeping, and at the far end of the spectrum, not wanting the baby, wanting to harm yourself, and even wanting to kill yourself. So all of these things, if that's something that a woman has experienced, she should really go and get help. Right. So why does it happen? Do we have a sense? Because as you said earlier on, so much is happening in the body. We know hormonally, you know, in carrying this child, there's a lot that has changed. So why does it happen? Well, you know, we think that perinatal depression is a multifactorial disorder. There's no one single cause. And it's probably due to the changes in hormones, the changes that are happening in your social and emotional setup, you know, having a baby, it's, it's a really big thing. It just changes everything from mm. financial to the dynamics in a relationship. Everything changes and that can set you up for a depression. But we also know that there are certain women who are genetically predisposed to getting perinatal depression. So women, for example, who've had one episode of perinatal depression are more likely to get a second episode. Mm-hmm. Women mothers have had an episode of perinatal depression are more likely to get a second episode. And then women who in the past, before their pregnancies, have had problems with mood or anxiety, they are also a high-risk group for perinatal depression. As I'm listening now, I'm thinking about the barriers we've had to overcome when it comes to mental health and mental disorders as a society in general, and how this myth has prevailed that pregnancy protects women from emotional disorders. Is there also a stigma when it comes to perinatal depression as there is in broader society around mental disorders? Oh, absolutely. You know, many women just don't seek help or even if they do are very reluctant to take treatment because there's such a huge stigma around it. Mm. You know, as as mothers, we're expected to be able to cope with everything that is thrown at us. So if you get perinatal depression, you're seen as being weak. Often also there's a sense that the person is a bad mother because having your child should be enough. It should fool you. If you don't, if you're not feeling like that, what's wrong with you? But, I mean, as you know, this is not true. Motherhood is a complex, demanding thing and can often, the stresses of motherhood can often lead to a perinatal depression. Right. You know, it's what you're saying now is so key because... Part of this idea that we must be able to carry everything is regardless of what is thrown our way has also left women feeling isolated and perhaps not able to cope, even though we may put up a front that we are able to cope. I think it's it's so important, just broadly speaking, around what needs to change in our society. We always think it's a common or it's a well-accepted thing that during pregnancy, women will experience mood swings. When do these become or start to enter into the foray of a mental disorder? You know, I think you have to look at two things. I think you've got to look at impact on functioning and on mm-hmm. the stress that's caused. So normal mood swings during pregnancy are mild. You know, you may get a little bit teary 
especially around stuff related to babies. But they don't make you feel really, really terrible, and they don't impair your ability to function in your day-to-day life. Mental illness, on the other hand, causes significant distress. If you have a mental illness, you are suffering. The other thing is is that mental illness impacts on your ability to carry out your day-to-day tasks. And these may be simple day-to-day things like getting up, brushing your teeth, cooking, managing your household, to more complex things as we do in our daily job. But if your functioning is being impaired or you are feeling so distressed by these mood swings that you feel overwhelmed, that is indicative of a mental disorder, and that's a sign that you should be getting help. Right. So, Buffy, what are some of the practical ways and the practical things that we can do to take care of our mental health during pregnancy? What do we need to be aware of? I think we need to be aware of the fact that pregnancy is a challenging time, both physically and emotionally. So I would say try and get as much rest as possible. So busy these days, we often forget that pregnancy is a time of huge change in the body, and in order for our body to do that, it actually needs to rest. Do things that fill up your emotional tank. Do stuff that makes you feel good, be it a walk outside, going to the gym, spending time with friends and loved ones. All these things are important. Take time out for yourself, especially after you've had the baby. You know, as mums, we we often get so involved in caring for our children, we forget that we're an independent person and we need to take care of ourselves. So spend time by yourself, meditating, listening to podcasts that feed your soul. All these things are really, really important. And last but not least, build a bond with your partner because your partner is really an important part of your life and will be, and hopefully by building that bond, your partner becomes your biggest support during pregnancy and the time thereafter. But I hope that the guilt doesn't stop us from prioritizing self-care because, as you say, spend time and take time for yourself might lead some mothers to feel that, oh, they're being bad mothers because they need time away from their baby. So working through guilt or being aware that we might end up feeling guilty is probably something to consider. No, absolutely. We're still trying to understand how to prevent postnatal depression. At the moment, we're in the stage where we're looking at screening women during pregnancy and postnatally to pick it up as early as possible so that we can treat. But Mm. currently, we have no good preventative strategies. As a country, we have our very own unique socioeconomic conditions that may affect our mental health, that definitely affect our mental health. So how do we compare to other countries when it comes to perinatal depression? South Africa has a perinatal depression epidemic. Rates of about 33 to 40%. So that's about one in three women are going to present with a perinatal depression. And as you can see, that's a very big public health problem. And it's not one that our country is addressing at the moment. And, you know, our women are at high risk because we live in a stressed society. We also live in a society where poverty is endemic. And poverty is one of the biggest risk factors for mental health problems. I'm absolutely shocked, Bavi. I'm shocked that these are the numbers that we display as a country, and yet this isn't a bigger conversation. I don't hear about interventions to reach out to women, whether they're in rural areas and the townships or in the urban areas and the suburbs and so on. I don't hear about them. There are outreach projects. They definitely are there, and we don't want to do them down, but mm-hmm. they're not outreach projects for a number of women who are actually affected by perinatal depression, and especially in the rural areas, because that number of 40% actually comes from a study in rural KwaZulu-Natal. So it's 
are women in the rural areas who are actually bearing the greatest burden of perinatal depression. What is your message to family? Because that support structure, from the sound of things, is critical. What I would say to family is, is that recognize that your loved one has an illness. She's not a bad mother. She's not an incompetent mother. She's ill. And what you need to do is to support her. And the best way to support her is to actually ask her what she would like. Because too often, families either are very judgmental and don't support, or when they do, they kind of jump in and say, oh, I'll look after the baby, or I'll do this, or I'll make you a casserole, or I'll sort out your house. And actually, that's not what the mother wants. She may not want you to look after the baby. She might want to be with the baby and have you sort out the household so she can relax, or vice versa. So Mm -hmm. ask her what help she needs, and also encourage her to go and get help for herself. Mm, There is a power in speaking up, isn't there? Yes. This has been an incredible eye-opener. Bavi, thank you so much. And we'll do what we can, of course, to raise even more awareness about perinatal depression. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast and want additional must-know insights into maximizing your child's potential as they grow, then listen to our Discover Healthier podcast titled Raising Healthy Children and find out just how to deal with the host of challenges that threaten the health of a child growing up in today's world. Thank you for listening to this episode of Discover Healthier, brought to you by Discovery Health. Join the conversation on social media with the hashtag Discover Healthier and tag at Discovery underscore essay. You can subscribe to our podcast channel, Discovery South Africa, on your favorite podcast app or visit discovery.co.za to listen to our shows.